Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. Now, one of the things, if you're hiring a company to come in and do work, one company, and I'm gonna put on blast right now, the one company I don't trust is the BBB, the Better Business Bureau. If you're looking at references, stay away from that because uh, many times I have seen with my own eyes, and this is my personal opinion, that I have seen contractors pay to hide problems with the BBB. Get an A grade because they paid extra to have that better grade. So uh, do not use that if you're out shopping any of these services out there. That is not the place that I trust because I've seen too many things that went badly because uh, they were able to uh, purchase a better rating. And that to me is a big mistake when you allow that to happen. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. This segment is brought to you by Root Quencher and rootquencher.com. If you have trees you're trying to water and they're not healthy, you need to get water right to the roots. And you know how you do it? Root Quencher. Check out rootquencher.com. Save some money and have healthier trees. Welcome to the Around the House Show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining me today. We are going to dive into bathrooms and bathroom remodeling and update tips. You know, this is one of the most common projects that we see out there because many homes have multiple bathrooms, right? So you have one kitchen generally, and uh, it's pretty easy to have two bathrooms in a house or at least one and a half bathrooms. And bathrooms are really expensive to remodel. So any tips that we can probably help you might be able to help you get a little more life out of it before having to spend big dollars on a project. So a couple of things I want to talk about is, is with any DIY project, planning is key, right? That is a huge deal. And the bathroom is just the same. And you don't want to get things out of order because you don't have to do a project twice. So first, what I want you to do is I want you to do some detective work before you start any of these projects and figure out some basics. Look around and see if there's anything leaking or causing any water damage. You know, get up underneath if you can and see if there's a leak underneath that shower or bathtub. Is it under a crawl space or a basement that you have access? Can you look up through a light fixture in the floor below and see if there's anything up there? Because there's no sense going through and doing an update if you've got a problem that you're going to have to tear it out anyway just to fix that. So doing a little work, seeing if you have any water damage, mold, how bad is it? You know, is the floor in front of the tub pretty hammered or the shower hammered? Is it soft? You know, is that old 1970s shower leaking in behind? Do some detective work. And until you can say there is nothing in there that's big, keep looking. And that's a key right there. 
So once you've got that done, the next thing I want you to do is let's get into health and safety here for just a second in the bathroom because it's a key piece here. Make sure that that uh, outlet is GFCI protected or lights as well. Make sure that that is all protected. And make sure that you have a vent fan, a bathroom fan. Some people call them fart fans, but a bathroom fan that removes that and sends that all the way to the exterior of the house, not up into the crawl space or attic, not, you know, any place other than completely outside the house. And it needs to be ducted and insulated. That way you can have that move into the outside. So that's first. I think one of the easiest and best projects in a bathroom, just to update it, is a good deep cleaning. If you have tile, steam clean that tile and then seal it. And a brand new high efficiency automatic vent fan. Now that vent fan, I'd love to see it on a timer or at least a smart home one. So it's running at least 20 minutes if you have a shower or a bathtub in there. You know, if it's a... uh, powder room is not as big a deal, but you want to have it where that goes outside. So that's a key right there. That can be one of the biggest things. And when bathrooms are notoriously hard to paint, such a small room, but it's notoriously hard to paint. You have so many little corners, so many little places that you have to get around, like the behind the toilet to really do that right. Most of the time you have to take the toilet off the floor Disconnect it so you can get in behind it. But the first thing I want to see you do is go in there and really give it a good scrub down. Give those walls and ceiling a good scrub down. And if you've got a matte paint, that's going to be even harder. But really give that a good scrub down in there. Get all the the chemicals that are on the wall, all of the, the junk and mildew and stuff that's hiding up there. Give it a good deep clean before you do it. Don't just prime over the top of it. You want this to adhere. The last thing you want to do is have any kind of mold or mildew growing underneath it. So go through, get it all prepped. Cleaning is key. Good primer, good paint. Again, it's like the kitchen, making sure you got that good primer on there. And I'm not talking all in one primer and paint. No, put a good adhesion primer on there and then hit it with your good quality paint. That's meant for bathrooms. You know, make sure get something that's meant for humid and and moist situations like that. You know, if it's a powder room, it's not as big a deal if you don't have a shower or, you know, it's a half bath or something. But any place that's steam producing, make sure you've got a good quality paint in there. And like I said, ventilation is key. Making sure you have that. You know, and, and it's part of this is if you've got grout in there, you know, you can go down to your tool rental store and rent a steamer where you can go through and steam clean all of that grout. That's if you hire one of those, the the professional treatment guys to come in there. And I say guys as a company, if you go in and do that, it's really easy to go through and steam clean it and scrub it, let it dry, and then seal it. You can change a complete look of a bathroom if you have a light grout and it's getting nasty and dirty. Now, the secret though, afterwards... After you've got that clean, if you want to get it clean, is to make sure that you've got great airflow in that bathroom. 
So if you've got a big fan in, make sure you've got space under the door for air to come into that space. That's called makeup air for that room. So making sure that there's enough air coming into there. If you've got a really tight door that's a quarter inch off and you've got a 100 CFM fan, think about trying to pass 100 basketballs of air every minute. You need to have enough room in there to get that going. And that'll be a key for having a really good space. So work on that. That's a good one right there. Now, one of my favorites in a bathroom, especially if it's a like a hall bathroom and it's got maybe a vinyl floor, coming in and putting a uh, waterproof flooring surface in there. Maybe it's a luxury vinyl plank. Maybe it's uh, installing a new tile floor or putting in any one of the different sheet vinyls in there. There's a lot of great things you can do, but I tell you what, the one thing that I enjoy the most on a floor is a heated surface. Now, if you have a tile floor in there and you've got a shower, that also keeps it dry in there too because you could actually have the fan going for 20 minutes. You know, you wipe up any big water spots down there and then you can let that dry out with the heated tile floor doing its work. So it does really reduce the chance of mold in there if you've got ventilation because you're just removing that from there. Once it's turned into steam, once it has evaporated into the air, then the vent fan can grab it and get it out of the building. So I think that's a key right there to having a good floor. And uh, tell you what, it's worth the extra money to have that circuit. You know, you'll need a 20-amp circuit most likely in there. But it's a good time to do that upgrade. And uh, man, that tile floor is a huge one. Now, when we come back here, I want to talk about toilets for a minute. And this is a key one. And and if you've ever watched South Park, if you're a South Park person, I hope you've seen the Japanese toilet episode. It will make you die laughing. It's funny. And uh, I love it when comedy comes into home improvement because it makes for something funny. But uh, definitely something for you to tune into is uh, that... uh, Go, go search that out on uh, on your favorite uh, streaming device. Find that. It's a good laugh. I can promise you. All right, we'll come back. We're going to talk toilets and bidet toilets just as soon as Around the House returns. What's up? This is Dick and Satchel from Steel Panther, and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G. Yeah. We love Eric G, and you should too. show this is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education this episode we've been talking about the cost effective bathroom remodel tips not just gutting it but just some of these newer little you know just little projects you can take on in your bathroom to really make it more valuable make it more enjoyable and uh, make it a better space And I wanted to talk about toilets for a minute because, you know, toilets, again, are one of those things that you get what you pay for. Um, I think one of the worst things you can do is run down to your local home center and buy the name brand toilet that's cheap because a cheap toilet costs you more money in the long run because they're not meant to flush very well. And toilet technology has come a long way. And you've heard me talk about it here before if you're a regular listener. So I appreciate you tuning in. But stay away from those cheap toilet models because... For instance, I cut one apart for my TV show, Around the House Northwest, 
which you can grab. If you want to catch the videos over there, you can catch this over. Uh, go to YouTube, go at Fox 12. And it's Fox 12 Oregon is where we're at. Go over there and you can just find the Around the House playlist and find it there. So you'll see what I talked about when I did this. But I kind of toil it in half and my buddy William helped me do that. But when you look at a cheap toilet on the inside, you know, you have that shiny white porcelain on the outside. You want that porcelain to go all down throughout the trap area. Cheap ones typically don't have that. And because of brands like Toto, they have really pushed the American manufacturers, and Toto's made out of Japan. They are the, um, I think, still the largest toilet manufacturer in the world. I believe they they do more toilets in American Standard and Kohler combined, which are two big American brands. But really, when you get a good quality toilet, which is about $300 on up, you get something that's going to be more easily flushed. You get something that's going to get clogged up less and something that's going to last a lot longer and stay cleaner because they put a better finish on it. Now, if you want to ruin a toilet and the finish on it, make it harder to clean, pour bleach in it. Grab that gallon of bleach, pour it in there, swirl the brush around. And if you want to etch the surface of that and make it so the dirt or anything else, and we'll leave it at that, likes to stick to it more, etch it with bleach. Because that's what you're doing. If you buy like one of the new Toto toilets, for instance, if you buy one of those, many of them, and ask your uh, local plumbing dealer when you look at this to see if they have one of their nano coatings on the top side of it. What they've done is they've done their high quality porcelain and then they put a secondary finish over the top where really nothing sticks. It's like a non-stick layer to that. And what's cool with a non-stick layer is that it makes it easier to clean. They're almost self-cleaning. Now, I don't know if you've watched, uh, if you're a South Park purveyor, or if you like comedy, make sure you watch the Japanese toilet episode. It's funny, it's wrong, but it's hilarious. And this is one thing I recommend to everybody. When you're doing a bathroom model or you're doing some electrical in the bathroom, make sure and put that circuit, GFCI, right close to the toilet down low. So that way you have a place to plug in someday a bidet toilet seat or a bidet toilet that need power. If you're looking at a bidet toilet seat that does not require power, I would run away. You want something that's going to be powered. You do not want to get one of the $199 bidet toilet seats. Because guess what? It's going to operate like a bidet toilet seat. You want the heated seat. You want the remote control. You want the warm water. I did one um, a few years ago, ah, probably five or six years ago, actually, maybe five years ago, where we took a bidet to one of the $100 bidet toilet seats and hooked it up. You had to hook it off the cold, the warm water line off of the sh- off of the sink. So you had to run a little hose all the way over to the toilet. And then when you turned it on to use it, it took a long time to get any kind of warm water there. That is the last thing you want in a bidet toilet seat or a bidet toilet. So making sure that they have an unlimited supply of warm water, that they've got a fan with a charcoal filter on it, and some of those basics will make your life a lot easier. But really, the first thing is, is making sure that you put an outlet back there. So if you're doing a remodel and you need to run power for something, add that to your list of things that you can do to make that worthwhile. And yes, there are 
$179 home center toilets. And yes, there are $13,000 luxury toilets that are not gold-plated that will do everything you want it to do from giving you a uh, hair dryer for the bidet that blows warm air on you to a heated toilet seat to under bowl lights to having a charcoal filtration system that doesn't make the room smell. So there are a lot of things in the price points of toilets. And uh, it's something for you to really consider because uh, get what you can afford and uh, you'll be better off. But I tell you what, buying a high-quality toilet seat that is a bidet function will save you on toilet paper and uh, it will make for a cleaner experience for you. All right, so one of the things that you can do outside of replacing that toilet, which we were just talking about, is add a heated towel warmer. Now, what this does, and you might have heard our show a few weeks ago, and I'll just just briefly touch on this, is that that heated towel warmer, what it can do is it can dry that that towel out so it stays smelling fresher longer. And quite frankly, there's nothing wrong with having a nice warm towel when you get out of the shower. So that's a key right there. So if if you do that, you could plug it into an outlet. You could put your own hardwired one in there. It's really trick. It will save you about a towel load of a load of towels a week for most two people households. It will stop you from having to do that because all of a sudden that towel dries fresh. It's clean. It's comfortable, and it's something you're going to enjoy. So uh, make sure to look at that. It can save you a ton of water, and they don't use that much electricity. And so you can use it uh, sparingly as needed, but having that towel get dry will save you a ton of laundry. So something to think about. Now, one of the things, too, that I think is big, too, is if you can get a new shower door, if you've got that old shower door system, you can go through and get that dialed in. A new shower door when you've got an ugly, nasty, hard water-stained one can be a game-changer for inside your home and making it look like a much nicer finished product. But here is the thing, and this is the the struggle that I have, is that I am not a fan of most of the store-bought shower door systems. Those just are not fun to put in. Uh, They're a lot of work, and especially if you've got tile or something like that, they are very much a challenge. I would much rather have a door that fits, have it made, have it installed. It is something that I do not enjoy doing. Have I done my own? Yes. Do I swear I'll never do one again? Abs-a-freaking-lutely. They are not fun to put in. And uh, when in doubt, have a one made to the right size and have that professional install it. We come back. I got some big tips for bathrooms just as soon as Around the House returns. Hey, this is Ron Keel, the Metal Cowboy from Keel, the Ron Keel Band and Steeler. We are rocking around the house with Eric G. Raise your fist. Welcome back to the Around the House Show. This is where I help you get the most out of your home through information education. We have been talking about cost-effective bathroom remodeling tips, things you can do around that bathroom to make it a little bit better. 
make it a little more enjoyable without having to gut it. Now, here's one that I think is a really cool one, especially if you've got that 70s or 80s home with the really low, like 30, 31, even 32-inch high vanities. You know, the standard vanity height has moved from that low side up into kitchen cabinet height, which is now 36 inches. That is kind of the new standard for bathroom vanities. Well, in the 70s, you saw them being desk height, which was down at 30 inches, which is horrible. It is really tough on your back. And uh, that is something that uh, how we do bathrooms these days, having a bathroom vanity six inches higher is important. Now I get something, you know, having a shorter vanity, if you've got kids or something like that, I mean, that's one thing. But just always remember when you're designing out those remodels for kids, they're only going to be that way for just a number of years, handful of years. So if you're going to buy time to do it and just going to leave it that way, cool. Maybe you want to wait to get that dialed in maybe later and uh, get that really kind of updated and leave those lower vanities for a couple of years until those kids get much taller. And uh, they grow quick, as you know. Those times go by fast, so you might want to wait a little bit. Or just get a nice little stool like everybody else does, and uh, the kids will do fine. So just something to think about with vanity heights. Now, if you want to tackle a smaller project that costs a little bit of money, but it's not the price of a remodel, you can go through and change out that bathroom cabinet, countertop, sink, faucet, It is a complete game changer of the entire look of the bathroom. It's a major update. Now, here's one thing I'd like to mention too, and this is where I think it's really important when you're out shopping for fixtures. So if you're like, hey, I'm going to do some upgrades. I'm going to put a brand new shower valve on, a new faucet. I'm going to put on some new stuff. Please make sure and use all of the right brands in series of it so they all match. That's huge. If you can do that, we're golden. I want all the towel pieces. I want your towel bars. I want the faucet. I want the bathroom vanities, hardware, all that stuff to play well together. Now, you can have two different colors and go kind of, so you're not too matchy-matchy and have two colors, but I want to see all of that stuff match and come together. That is going to look really good. It needs to play well together. If you have a chrome faucet and a gold shower valve and black hardware and oil rub bronze toilet paper, it looks like you're at Liberace's yard sale and it doesn't match. So you want to make sure that you've got everything matching within that space. And like I said, if you've got a... a uh, Two-tone faucet, you can use those two tones around, but use the same brands when you can. That's going to be super important. So you can put that together. That's going to be a big key for making this look cohesive and planned out. Now, there are companies out there, like some of the more common ones, like the Deltas and the Moans and stuff, that you saw those pieces being used in the 80s and 90s. They do make some trim kits to upgrade stuff. So do a little research online and see what styles they have. Sometimes those old classic fixtures, you could actually do a nice little update there. And that goes a long way. Now, next up here, I really wanted to talk about, you know, some larger projects that aren't that expensive, but they're a little bit more work. New lighting. 
that lighting upgrade can be huge. If you just have that bathroom light over the top of the sink and that's it, and maybe you don't have a light in the vent fan, maybe there's no overhead light, and you're trying to increase that lighting, with today's LED lights, it's really not that hard to be able to go in there and extend out and put a couple LED lights in that room. You know, sometimes putting one that is rated for over the shower, you can put them up there if they're weather, you know, if they're rated for steam and they're rated to go over the shower. Those enclosed lights, they'll say that they're approved for that. But you can add in a couple lights in there and change the entire look. That's the beautiful thing about lighting. Make sure, of course, you have the same color temperature as the bulbs in the vanity light. But really, new lights, updating those lights, and adding lights is good. Now, here's one thing that I always see, and it's just... It's my pet peeve on Pinterest and so many other places. Is so many people want to go, oh, I want to have my big bathtub. I want to add that bathtub because I have space over here. And then I want to put in that chandelier overhead. I seriously hope you have a nice tall ceiling. Because it is against code to have that hanging chandelier over the top of the bathtub. Why? Because you don't want to be standing in water in touching electrical appliance over your head. So that has to be taller so you can't touch it. But if you've got an eight-foot ceiling and you want to put a chandelier in, guess what? You're not going to be able to put that over the bathtub. You're going to have to have a much taller ceiling to make that fit and look well. So you can't, even though you'll see pictures everywhere, and yes, I have seen projects where the contractor says, hey, it's up to you. I'll put uh, an electrical box over the top with a cover plate on it. And when I'm out of here and moved out, if you want to put a light in, go ahead. I can't do it for you because it's not building code and it's a safety issue. I've seen people do it, but it doesn't mean that it meets building code because that is a dangerous situation when you start mixing electricity and water together. And all it takes is for somebody to reach up and slip or, or try to steady themselves and you've got a uh, probably a fatal situation there that nobody wants to see happen. And that could be really dangerous. So no putting hanging fixtures over the tops of bathtubs. It's a really bad idea. Now, another thing that's really smart that I see people doing is uh, as another little upgrade is adding, as they're doing other electrical work in the house, maybe doing a panel upgrade, putting in another set of outlets in there on a different separate circuit. So maybe you've got, uh, you know, the kids... You know, it's very easy if you've got kids in the bathroom that are teenagers, two of them, two sinks, and they're both trying to use curling irons and hair dryers, guess what? It's pretty easy for those to kick that uh, that breaker or GFCI out. So first, make sure that you've got one that's working because when those things wear out, they kick easy. So maybe it's not the hair dryer. Maybe you've got a GFCI outlet that is worn out. They last about 10 years max. So if it's a little bit older, it's a little bit discolored, might be a chance to, to replace that and see if that solves the problem before you put in another circuit. But if you're really going to drop another circuit in, I tell you what, it's a good way to go because now you have two different circuits up there and it's got two different feeds. So if you've got two different kids or maybe it's uh, somebody, you know, a parent and a kid that's in there at the same time getting ready in a smaller house, these are things that can make it much easier and uh, really make it kind of uh, solve some of those problems that you have with electricity. And that can be a big one there. And so that added power at the same time, if you're doing it, you can add one behind the toilet like we talked about earlier. So you have an option down the road for a bidet toilet seat or a bidet toilet. So something to consider. 
You know, one of the other projects, too, that we've talked about a little bit, and we'll talk about it here and, and more so in the next segment, but, you know, painting and finishing those cabinets and maybe doing an upgrade there is kind of nice. Not having to replace those if the vanity's in decent shape, you just want to change colors. Sometimes painting it can look really good, and we'll talk about some of those steps coming up. But uh, that can be a good saving grace, especially if you've got, like, old dated hardware that you want to fill in because it's got a weird handle, you know, where it doesn't work well. So sometimes you can go through and actually fill those and do it. Now, here's a secret. Before we get into that, I want to I want to throw this out there. One way I have done this when I've wanted to change out vanity hardware where there's a weird drill pattern that I can't find the right hardware, I have hired a furniture repair person to come out and fill those small number of holes and airbrush green and stain match it, you can't tell if you find the right person that it was even there. So that few hundred bucks might be cheaper than a new vanity, especially if you like the look, and then you could put on the hardware you want. Stick around around the house. We'll be right back after these important messages. Don't go anywhere. out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining me today. We've been talking bathrooms. That music there was by my buddy Jim Haas. You've heard him on the show from Blaze Grills. That's him playing his uh, his stuff out there, which I really enjoy. Thanks, Jim, for giving us a little last call today. I want to take a second and talk about uh, you know painting cabinets here before we get into some of the mistakes that people make that I want to make sure that they don't do on a bathroom, but, uh, you know, going through cleaning up that bathroom vanity, getting all the soap scum, all the oils, lotions have oils in them. So really cleaning all that stuff out, any place that they've been touched by the hands around knobs and handles, and then you're going to sand it You're going to take the doors and drawer fronts off. You're going to tape it off. Then you will prime and paint and put the new hardware on. And like I said, it's a good time to fill those, uh, hardware handles if you're going that route. But, Really, that's a nice, easy way to just do a simple little upgrade at low cost. And uh, paints out really nice. And if you do the prep work right, it'll look really good. But it is a, a time-consuming process, even to paint something as small as a vanity. Well, some of the mistakes that I'm worried about happen, and this is stuff that I see out there all the time, that I want to make sure that you don't tackle or do incorrectly while you're trying to update that bathroom. And the first one to me is painting tile. I have yet to see anything that looks decent when someone has gone in and paid or painted tile. To me, it looks like they absolutely just painted it. And sometimes people have companies come in, maybe they went to the local fair or home show and said, oh, I hate the color of this place. I'm going to paint that four by four tile. And to me, when I see the paint, it's in the grout. It's all the same kind of monochromatic color. It looks painted. And then as soon as you get a scratch, 
It chips off these big pieces, and then it really looks like it's painted. So that's one that I've seen that has never gone well. I'm sure there's companies out there that'll show you samples, and I've seen even people come through and go, hey, we're going to do that, and then we go through and do a contrasting grout with a grout pen. Hey, that's okay. It still, to me, looks like painted tile. So I think if you're tired of the tile, it's really time to replace it. I've not seen that go well. The other mistakes that I've seen uh, on a bathroom is trying to paint your own bathtub with your over-the-counter kit. Um, I've not seen that gone well. I've seen that where it chips. It'll chip the first time somebody drops something in the tub, whether it's a toy or a bottle of shaving cream or whatever. It scratches and chips, and then once that's done, it's pretty tough to fit, to finish it. Now, you think about it. There's a couple different ways, three different ways they make bathtubs. The old-fashioned way was when they took cast iron and made a casting of it. When it was still red hot, they sprinkled porcelain, which is a dust of glass, like flour, on top of it. When it hit the red cast iron, it turned to glass. So you had this glass coat finish. Super durable. It's great. The next one is you've got your kind of builder basic fiberglass tub shower where it's one piece and uh, that really is fiberglass and it has a color gel coat on it. that's kind of built into it, kind of like a, a Corvette, but it's built into that. And the other one is a steel that maybe has some sound denting behind it where they've got a baked on finish on that. Now, none of these are... Actually, all of these are more durable than if you go in there and do a refinish and paint. Now, you are not going to ever put on anything that is durable, more durable than that porcelain that was on that cast iron tub. So all you're doing is painting it. You're getting a few more, you know, years of life, maybe if you're careful, but that's all that is. So I want you to think about that. I think most of the time those that goes badly. You could do it, but it's just a temporary fix. Now, the other one I think is a big mistake as well, and I see a fair amount of this, and this is, again, one of those things. I am not a fan, and I'm sorry, even if you're an advertiser of my show out there, uh, I have seen some really poorly done capped products where they come in and put in a, uh, a piece over the top of the, um, you know, of the tub, so they basically put a liner a plastic PVC liner over the top, and it's molded to fit your tub. I have taken a fair amount of those out, and uh, they can work okay. But again, you have a smaller tub, and it's just a cap over the top, and it's a it's a temporary fix in most cases. I'm sure there's some companies out there that I haven't seen. I'm sure there's companies out there that are doing a great job that I haven't experienced. But from what I've seen, um, they haven't gone well. And when they had steel tubs that were chipped, many times that rust kept going and the tub would rust out because you'd get some moisture back in there. Or if you had a fiberglass one that was cracked, it would continue to crack. And then you'd have a soft spot in the bottom of that. So again, something to think about with those. But uh, for those one-day tub repairs, uh, I have seen that go pretty badly more than once. So I'm going to put it as buyer beware. Now, one of the things, if you're hiring a company to come in and do work, the one company, and I'm going to put on blast right now, the one company I don't trust is the BBB, the Better Business Bureau. If you're looking at references, stay away from that because uh, many times I have seen with my own eyes, and this is my personal opinion, that I have seen 
contractors pay to hide problems with the BBB. Get an A grade because they paid extra to have that better grade. So uh, do not use that if you're out shopping any of these services out there. That is not the place that I trust because I've seen too many things that went badly because uh, they were able to uh, purchase a better rating. And that, to me, is a big mistake when you allow that to happen. And if you Google search, there have been a lot of, uh, I think it was uh, 2020, back 15 years ago or something, they did a whole expose on that on the news that is a worthwhile watch uh, because there were places like Wolfgang, Puck, and Disney that uh, had F ratings because they wouldn't pay up and uh, keep their accredited ratings. So it's something to be very careful with. I do not trust them. I did not bring them into construction. And it is not a reliable source, in my opinion. So another thing here, too, that's, let's get back to this bathroom stuff, is we want to be healthy with what we're doing in there. So the other thing that I'd like to see happen is that you're watching the chemicals you use. And what's the best way to do this, actually? Before you start any project that you're remodeling or fixing up that bathroom, please, have your water quality issues resolved before you start. And I want soft water that's balanced, not too acidic, not too caustic, because all the money you spend can be quickly ruined by bad water. So take the time before you start that bathroom project. Make sure that you have your water tested. And if you have anything inside of that, that is um, really, you know, if you've got hard water deposits or iron or any of those other things that might be good for you but are bad for your fixtures, make sure that you take the time and meet with a water quality professional before you buy any filtration. Do not go down without having a water test because you really don't know. Now, I mean, if your neighbor, for instance, next door had a water test done and it's on the same water system, maybe. But I really want to see to make sure that if you've got an older house that that maybe lead's not coming up or you're having some other issues that's within your house. Now, you could know what the water coming in is, but making sure that you've got that under control. That hard water and water quality issues is the biggest destroyer of bathrooms and bathroom fixtures because of the deposit it leaves and how it makes it look horrible. And it makes it harder to clean because those things now are easily stained because they're not a sealed surface like you see with tile, porcelain, and something like that. So that's a key right there. So making sure that you have water quality issues, dial it in. That should be the first thing you handle in your house and make sure it's going to make your fixtures last longer. It's going to make your showers last longer. It's going to make you use less soap. It's going to make your water heater and your ice maker and the refrigerator, all these things will work better when you have that water quality issues taken away. Those issues are gone. You're in a better place. All right. Those are my quick tips on bathroom remodeling. And when you're ready to do a bathroom remodel, bring that designer in and talk with them about what you want and what you do and try to reimagine that space and see if there's a better way of doing it. Because when the builder built it or the last person to remodel it, there might be a better way. All right, everybody. That's the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Around the House.
Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.